This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Healthy Spaces podcast by Train Technologies. Healthy Spaces brings you the latest insights and experts on sustainable advances in climate technology and science. Listen to Healthy Spaces on your favorite podcast platform. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm the voice so deep you can do a cannonball in it. (laughs) Bill Curtis, and here is your host at the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, Peter Sagal. Great to see you, too. I feel the same way. We are very excited to be joined later on today uh, by a very successful local entrepreneur. He owns a car dealership outside of Portland. It's called Damien Lillard Toyota. Mr. Lillard, uh, when he is not selling cars, has a side gig as the perennial all-star point guard for the Portland Trailblazers. We'll be talking to him later. Our tip-off is right now. Come to center court, grab your phone, jump up, and call one wait wait That's one 888 Now let's welcome our first listener contestant. Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi, this is Aaron Brisky from Newport, Rhode Island. Oh, how are things in Newport, right? The former yachting capital of the world, or maybe the current, I don't know. I don't yacht. <laughs> Um, thing, things are great here. Uh, we actually just got back from the uh, 1975 documentary Jaws. Um, it's basically ah. all we do here in Newport is just sit around, watch Jaws. and <laughs> Really? That's why, that's why all those, those millionaires moved there in the 19th century. <laughs> well, taking the Nickelodeon about the shark. That's the tradition in Newport. Okay. Welcome to our show, Aaron. Let me introduce you to this week's panel. First, a comedian you can see in Dallas at Hyenas on August 25th and the 26th. It's Helen Hong. Hi, Aaron. Hi, everybody. Next, host of the public radio variety show Livewire and the daily podcast TBTL, which will be recording its 4,000th episode at the Neptune Theater in Seattle, July 29th. It's Luke Burbank. Aaron, pay no mind. They're just excited for Dame Lillard. Yeah. (laughs) And finally, you can see her in San Francisco at the Presidio Theater on September 8th. Her podcast is Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. It's Paula Poundstone. So, Aaron, of course, you're going to play Who's Bill this time. Bill Curtis is going to read you three quotations from this week's news. If you can correctly identify or explain just two of them, you will win our prize. Any voice from our show, you might choose for your voicemail. You ready to go? I am ready. Well, then. Very, very ready. Very ready. Well, we won't make you wait. Here's your first quote. Wake up. It's Barbenheimer Day. (laughs) That was a movie fan on Twitter talking about what Variety called the movie event of the year, the simultaneous premieres this weekend of What Two Movies. Oh, man. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yes! Barbie and Oppenheimer. I am become Barbieheimer, savior of multiplexes. (laughs) Now, uh, Barbieheimer is not to be confused with Oppenheimer Barbie, who comes with a fedora and a little pink atom bomb. (laughs) And a checkered past. Yes. Are you guys excited to see either or both of these films? I, I, I kind of feel a little bit bad for Oppenheimer because the Barbie movie has so much better merch. You know, they have the, they yeah. have the pink no, t-shirts I, and like you can get roller skates and like what can, you know, there's no Oppenheimer roller skates. I, I'm going to say, I find, that, I find that troubling. I hate it when art is commercialized. I will be so upset if they come out with like a Barbie action figure. <laughs> oh, Ooh, yeah. Get I got news. some bad news <laughs> for <Really>? you. <Yeah. laughs> 
So this, this, this event, Barbenheimer, has been hyped for months. AMC Theaters reported that as of last Monday, more than 40,000 people had already bought tickets <gasps> to watch the two movies back-to-back. It's great. There's finally a double feature for that annoying amateur World War II historian and his fun niece. <laughs> Feels like a real emotional roller coaster, though. Right? Yeah. Like you got to make sure that you. I think you have to see Oppenheimer first, right? Well, there's a debate about that. What do you think? I, you start. The, I mean, I start most days with Oppenheimer. It's just like <laughs> yeah, okay. Kind Part of, of your my routine. meditation. But no, you got to start with Oppenheimer. Then you have brunch with your friends. You have a conversation about this very serious film you saw. Then you get extremely drunk. You naked bike ride to a different. This is Portland, so right. Trying to relate to the local population. Well, and you then go, or maybe Naked Rollerblade, to the other movie theater, and then you watch Barbie, and you have a fun, fun flirty time at the end of your day. I see. It's, it, yeah, it's, I kind of agree, because it's hard to be like, you come in at a Barbie, and you're like, yeah, that was so cute. And now, oh. But doing it the other way, I mean, having such a heavy thing, the movie, this three-hour drama, and then having Barbie, and it's pink, and it's fun, and it's, it's like putting a maraschino cherry on a cigarette. I believe that is a scene in Oppenheimer. It might well be, yeah. Being smoking and eating maraschino cherries. Yeah. Aaron, your next quote was the actual readout on somebody's weather app that they looked at in Texas this week. Satan's butthole. That was this weather app's actual description of what it is like in Texas and all through the American Southwest during a historic what this last week? It's a really, really hot heat wave. Yes, it is. In fact, perhaps the worst in history. Welcome to the future, everybody. Uh, It was the hottest June on record, perhaps the hottest summer ever. More than a quarter of the United States has been broiling in the hottest summer ever. In Phoenix, it has reached at least 115 degrees every day for the last three weeks. True story. Okay. Hey, maybe, Phoenix, you should not have named your city after a bird most famous for bursting into flames. (laughs) We're blaming the victim here? Yeah, I guess so. I am confused why it's always called a heat wave, because the last thing you want to do when it's 115 is wave or move move any part of your body. Like, in that kind of weather, you know, you see your people that you know, and you just go, ugh. If, if, waving. If, if, you are, waving. If, if you are caught in this and, and you, you just don't have the energy to make it to the movie theater, you can sort of have your own Barbenheimer. Uh, but you sit inside with the air conditioning blasting. That's the Barbie. And then you go outside at noon. That's Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did that movie end, by the way? I'm not a history buff. Uh, I, believe it ended with well. a, I believe it ended with a heat wave in New Mexico, much have like we, the one we have. have. Have we been able to rule out the studio executives not being behind the heat wave? Because I feel like if you're That's, rolling some movies out... yeah. How are you going to get people in the theater? Make it the only place that is humanly survivable. (laughs) And, you know, the Sun Belt, centered in Arizona, of course, has a very large senior population. Do you know how dangerous it is to put that many old people and that much weather to talk about in the same place? Listen, as as we're reaching the near end of this planet, we have limited time. (laughs) Can we treasure the moments we have by not having the local news give us tips for beating the heat? Because it's impossible. I feel like we're pretty up to speed on <laughs> hydrate and try to stay indoors where there's air conditioning. Right? Right. There's not a lot more. There's not like catch a leprechaun, <laughs> say these four words to them, and ye body temperature will be better. Like right. there's no new beating the heat tips. It's right. so true. And I always want to click on that clickbait, like how to beat the heat. And I'm like, oh, tell me. And I'm like, water? Are you yeah, kidding me? Right? <laughs> this is Ice how water? Really? Moses was beating the heat when, like, a bush caught on fire. Yeah. You know, he's using water. Yeah. All right. Aaron, here is your last quote. George Jetson had one 60 years ago. What's taken so long? That was a New York Times commenter responding to news from the FAA that what will finally be arriving as early as 2025? Oh, man. Is it, is it jetpacks? Oh, no. I wish. It's close. When we talk about George Jetson, it's how he got to work. Oh, flying cars. Flying cars, specifically air taxis. <laughs> oh, the FAA released their official plan for the rollout of these long-dreamed-of air taxis because who among us 
hasn't been in a cab and thought, you know, that guy should be flying an airplane. <laughs> These air taxis, they're not here yet, but we've seen drawings and, and prototypes. They look like a cross between a car and a kind of oversized toy drone. And, and something about them just screams Titanic submersible. <laughs> All right, we were wondering, we were wondering when the tragedy and the timing would intersect for that's a joke, and we just found there out. There you are. Yeah, okay. We're now doing jokes about that. Yeah. And there will be Uber and Lyft versions. Can you imagine how comforting will it be when you're up in the air in a new experimental flying craft and the pilot turns and says, I only do this between my musician gigs. Right? <laughs> Bill, how did Aaron do in our quiz? Aaron, you were perfect. You got them all right. Congratulations. Congratulations, Aaron. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Right now, panel, time for you to answer some questions about this week's news. Paula, authorities in Hong Kong have come up with a new way to crack down on those people who still smoke in public places where it's not allowed. They're asking non-smokers to do what to those people? Uh, hit them. <laughs> it's not that aggressive. It's more passive-aggressive. Oh, roll their eyes. Exactly right. No! Yes. <laughs> Or specifically... I was kidding! I know you were. But the, the official instruction is if you happen, you're out there in Hong Kong and you happen to see somebody smoking in a non-smoking area, it's all non-smoking in public, you stare at them disapprovingly. <gasps> so an eye roll would be perfectly acceptable, right? Wow. Yeah, that's the plan. Give these people a mean look. If that doesn't wow. work, you can ostentatiously pretend to wave the smoke mm -hmm. away for your face. Oh. And if that doesn't work, mime emphysema. <laughs> this, this is such an Asian mom way of it communicating. It really is. Well, supposedly, like, with the wildfire smoke, that's like smoking, like, a pack of cigarettes a day. Yeah. So that's why you can find me on my street in Portland just staring yeah. glumly like, yeah. at, in the direction of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up, we keep up with the Kardashians in our Bluff the Listener game. Call one wait wait to play We'll be back in a minute with more Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. In any great story, there's a moment that sparks your curiosity. It tells you there is more to uncover. How, how did this happen? How did we get here? That's where Embedded comes in. We are NPR's home for documentary journalism. Immersive and intimate stories. I was stone cold speechless. Nothing will ever, 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 ever be the same here. Find Embedded wherever you get your podcasts. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We are playing this week with Paula Poundstone, Helen Hong, and Luke Burbank. And here again is your host at the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill. Thanks so much right now. It's time for the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Bluff the Listener game. Call one wait wait to play our game in the air. Hi, you are on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hello, hello. My name is Jacob Meyer, and I hail from Lancaster slash Hallock, Minnesota. Oh, Lancaster, Minnesota. Now, I have spent some time in my life in Minnesota, but I'm not quite sure where that is. Where is it? Well, if you know where Minneapolis-St. Paul is, it's, it's nowhere near there. Yeah. It's about as <laughs> uh, the classic Minnesota deke right there. <laughs> well, welcome to our show, Jacob. 
You're going to play the game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. Bill, what is Jacob's topic? Kim Kardashian saved my life. Well, Kim Kardashian, best known for her important work, um, uh, keeping up with herself, I believe. Uh, but she is, as it turns out, so much more than just a reality TV star. This week, we heard about Kim actually saving someone's life in an interesting way. Our panelists are going to tell you about it. Pick the one who's telling the truth, and you will win our prize, the weight waiter of your choice on your voicemail. Are you ready to play? Let's do this. All right, first, let's hear from Luke Burbank. Becca Reardon was pretty sure she'd gone to heaven. As she explained to the LA Times last week, when she opened her eyes, all she saw was white light and the face of Kim Kardashian looking down on her beatifically. But it wasn't heaven. It was actually the very sticky, very beer-soaked floor of the Saddle Ranch Bar on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles. Reardon was at her bachelorette party and was trying to ride the mechanical bull. Despite her cries of, we got this, girlies, uh, she did not, in fact, got this and <laughs> was promptly thrown off the machine. The problem was that one of the tiny plastic pieces of male anatomy from her hilarious novelty necklace broke off and lodged itself deep in her throat. <laughs> Fortunately, this was all unfolding mere feet from where Kim Kardashian herself was filming a scene for her reality show. And just as things were looking bleak for our bachelorette, a crazed fan started sprinting towards Kardashian. The fan collided with Reardon, knocking her unconscious, but not before jarring the small penis-shaped item loose, sending it flying across the bar. Incredibly, this was not even the first time that week this had happened at the Saddle Ranch. <laughs> but it did give Reardon an amazing story about the time Kim Kardashian basically saved my life, girlies. A uh, crazed Kim Kardashian fan trying to reach her idol accidentally but successfully gives the Heimlich to a woman who was choking to death on an unmentionable <coughs> item. Your next story of Kim to the rescue comes from Helen Hong. <clears throat> a lot of people claim that they just cannot live without their shapewear, but one woman means that very much literally. Earlier this year, Angelina Wiley was injured in a shooting in Kansas City, and she recently posted a TikTok where she credits Kim Kardashian's Skims shapewear for saving her life. It was so tight on me that it literally kept me from bleeding out, <laughs> Miss Wiley says in the TikTok. She ends the video by saying, call it fate or Jesus, but I'ma call it Kim. <laughs> So here's a solution to the problem of everybody in America having a gun. Just make sure everybody has skims too. All right. Kim Kardashian's skims, both shapewear and a tourniquet. <laughs> Your last story of KK saving the day day comes from Paula Poundstone. Paul Matlock reports that he had reached his wit's end. At dusk on a foggy, raw San Francisco evening, he climbed to the railing of the Golden Gate Bridge to throw it all away. I looked back and, and I see Kim Kardashian step out of a black Benz. I thought, this is getting weird. <laughs> Matlock explains, everything felt like slow and unreal. I heard her yell, stop. And I yelled back, I'm not gonna stop. I, I don't know how to do anything. I'm a failure, and I'm always gonna be a failure. And I heard Kim Kardashian say, you don't know how to do anything. <laughs> I have no skills at all. Time Magazine said that my ass is nothing but an empty promise. <laughs> My company is worth 3.2 billion now. I climbed down and we took a selfie. It went viral. Kim Kardashian gave me hope. She saved my life. All right, here are your choices. So Kim Kardashian, directly or indirectly, saved somebody's life recently. Was it, from Luke Burbank, how at an event where a woman was choking to death, a fan rushing to meet Kim Kardashian accidentally jostled her and Heimlicked her, saving her life? 
From Helen Hong, a woman wearing Kim's Skims line of shapewear was protected from bleeding out after she was shot because it was so compressing. Or from Paula Poundstone, how a guy who was going to end it all because he felt useless was told that's really not an obstacle by Kim Kardashian (laughs) herself. Which of these is the real story of a life saved by our Kardashian? Let's, let's go with Helen's story about the shapewear. Okay, you're choosing Helen's story about the shapewear. Well, this is great. Uh, to bring you the real story, you are now going to hear from the real person whose life was saved. Under my dress, I was wearing a skims shape bodysuit. It was so tight on me that it literally kept me from bleeding out. So that was Angelina Wiley, and that was her TikTok in which she describes how her life was saved because she was wearing Kim Kardashian's shapewear. And as you can tell, she's fine, and her only problem is her shapewear's been ruined. <laughs> Congratulations, Jacob. You did get it right. You earned a point for Helen. You've won our prize, the voice of your choice on your voicemail. Thank you for playing with us today. Thank you, Portland. Thanks for All right. Thank you it. so much. Take care. And now the game where we introduce the great to the very trivial. It's called Not My Job. We are delighted to welcome to our stage here in Portland the 2013 NBA Rookie of the Year chosen by unanimous vote, a seven-time NBA All-Star. And the leading point scorer in the history of the Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard. Welcome to Wait, 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 Wait. You did it. I just wrote it down, okay? I mean, that's how that works. Uh, Whenever I get a chance to talk to someone like you, an elite-level athlete, I'm always curious about how you got started and when you knew that you would be good at what you do. I heard in your case, you fell in love with basketball by playing horse with your friends in Oakland. See, these stories get twisted. All right. That's, how That's why you're here, man. We're gonna That's how I know I'm getting old. Really? Like, <laughs> I hear so many different versions, but I started playing basketball because I actually faked sick one day from going to school. Really? And so did my older brother and my older cousin, who's like my brother. It was like, all right, everybody just stay home. <laughs> so we outside in the front yard, and they playing on, the, on our basket, on yeah. our hoop. And once I saw them, I was like, you know, show me. So they started showing me crossovers, how to shoot. They lowered the basket so I could dunk. And I was like, I automatically took interest in it. Really? And, but and I was bad. I was I, bad. I, I, first of all, I don't think anybody believes you, but. I'm serious. Like, okay. I was bad. All right. Now, Is the moral of the story definitely fake sick, kids yeah. of America? Right. Fake sick. My stomach hurt. How, <laughs> how, how old are, were you when this day At happened? At this time, I was like, I would say around seven. And then I, I became passionate about it. I would work on it by myself. I would go out there and shoot, dribble. I would go to the park. Yeah. And, 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 and that was when it started. Was there a moment? Was there a moment when you like knew, okay, I am good at this. This is something I can do. Was it your high school team? Was it like in the playground in Oakland? Where was it? Uh, I would say my sophomore year in college. I went to Weber State University. Yeah. So when I got there, I was like, people don't go to the NBA from right. here. Like, yeah. To the I mean, you were not you were not one of those kids who was like recruited by all the powerhouses. No. no not no, at no. all. You're not at all. So you're at Weber State. It's in Ogden, Utah. Ogden, Utah. We read. Uh, that when you were at Weber State, you had a trainer uh, who's still with you. You still work with him, right? Which is pretty cool. That's been some years. And we also read that every Sunday you would go with him to Famous Dave's Barbecue. That's true. (laughs) All right, we got one story story right, right? So when you were were drafted, uh, number six, I think, in the first round by the Portland Trailblazers, did you immediately check if there was a Famous Dave's? I'm going to tell you a funny story. Please. (laughs) So I was known in college for being cheap. Really? Like, I used coupons. (gasps) I was great value, everything. Yeah. So Famous Days was like a nice restaurant that I knew. Right. You know, I looked at that as like a nice establishment. Right. So when I got drafted here, 
I looked for two restaurants, Wingstop, <laughs> Wingstop, and Famous Dave's. Right. And there's actually a Famous Dave's right down the street from there you go. the Do practice facility. And you didn't know that. Did you coupon at Famous I didn't. I could afford it. So it was, really? It was a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. A bit different. You know what I'm noticing so far in the story is there's been no mention of horse outside of what Peter said. Right. <laughs> I, mean, Peter had I don't this even know what I had this idea. I, you know, they just tell whole, me stuff. They say, yeah. oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Dame got started playing horse, but it's like nonsense. No, not true. It, okay. That's nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you also have a remarkable career as a rapper. You had a kind of rap battle with Shaquille O'Neal. I did. All right. Shaq oh, Diesel? Yeah, Shaq Diesel. So <laughs> if you don't mind, I got to ask you about that. How do you get into a rap battle with Shaquille O'Neal? I say he started it. Okay. Of course you <laughs> But... I did a podcast in New York, and they asked me who, who's the best athlete rapper of all time, and I said me. <laughs> and he saw that interview, yeah, and he took offense. Of course, well, so he's famously thin-skinned. Go on. <laughs> so after that, uh, I was on Instagram one day. And somebody sent me, like, a link. And, like, he started dissing me, like, in a song. He made a whole song dissing me. Really? And Yeah. And I was like, man, like, he really dissed me. Like, <laughs> so we went at it. Right. That was it. So, so you, recorded, you recorded a song, and this is just one of the many verses from that. Loved you when you was in beast mode. Low-key thought you was a cheat code. Know, in, know that you shoot for the cheap hose. Shooting need work like your free throws. That's... Oh, that's... Oh. It's a diss. It's a diss. Like, that's... you have to diss. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know the man, and I'm like, that's low. That's, that's hitting him where it hurts, man. I'm worried because he's somewhat large. Uh, where do things stand between you and Shaq after all this? We cool. We actually started like doing a song. We started trying to do music together. Oh, that's cool. We did a collaboration on the shoe and everything. So it wasn't, oh, nice. it wasn't personal like that. Yeah. I just was like, why not do some lyrical sparring? <laughs> no, no. I... <laughs> why not? Well, Damian Lillard, uh, it is an absolute thrill to talk to you and have you I with us. I appreciate it. And uh, we are going to have you play a game. And this time, we are calling the game... Buzzer beaters meet buzzard eaters. So you're famous for buzzer beaters, those last minute shots. We're going to ask you three questions about eating like a buzzard. That is the fine art of dining on roadkill. <laughs> uh, by the way, we were, we were talking. Who came up with this? Well, I know. <laughs> this great collective mind. We were talking to Damien before the show, and we said, no matter how dumb you think this is going to be, it will be dumber. All right, we did not lie. So if you answer two out of three questions about this, you will win our prize for a listener who will get as their prize the voice of anyone they may choose on their voicemail. Bill, who is Damian Lillard playing for? Jasper Hanley of Portland, Oregon. Yeah, okay. Ready? Okay. Here we go. First question. Every year, roadkill enthusiasts gather in Marlinton, West Virginia for the Roadkill Cooking Festival. <laughs> now, chefs compete in various categories at the festival, and in the competitions, they get points deducted for things like which of these? A, gravel in the meat. Jeez. <laughs> B, visible tire marks. <laughs> Or C, if the autopsy reveals the animal died of old age. This would never happen at a famous Dave's. No. None of these Ever. 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 I'm going to go with gravel in the meat. That's right. right. Yeah, gravel in the meat. Be careful. That was the easy one. Chew slowly. Okay, that was the easy one. I believe, I believe we, we, we refer to that uh, in your field as a layup. It's a layup. Yeah, yeah. All right. Second question. That. Yeah. Uh, a Texas man uh, came up with a roadkill recipe. It's called stripped and shaved Cajun beaver tail. And that recipe got him some special recognition. What? A, he became the commercial pitchman for Hormel Chili. <laughs> B, he catered a dinner for the governor of Texas. Or C, he got a spot competing on the TV show Master Chef. 
I'm going to go with C. You're right. Yeah, that's what happened. Sadly. He didn't win. He did not win. He did not, he did not make it past the third episode. But All right, last question. Roadkill is a problem everywhere. People don't want it. Many places, of course, post deer crossing road signs in an attempt to prevent roadkill. But one North Dakota woman demanded they be removed from the highways in her state. Why? A, a charging deer had once knocked her over while she was hiking and she wanted revenge. Uh, B, as a self-described grammar nerd, she did not like that the signs did not say deer's crossing. Or C, as she said, quote, why are we encouraging deer to cross at the interstate? Unquote. Does any, have anybody heard of this story? Is that why y'all saw it? All right, C. C, it is C, yes. You heard it, you heard of it. In her life, she had hit three deers with her car herself. She was sick of it. And, and apparently she thought it was because the deer read the signs, <laughs> deer crossing, and said to themselves, I guess we cross here, guys. Let's go. <laughs> Bill, how did Damien Lillard do on our quiz? Perfect. <laughs> Damien Lillard is a seven-time NBA All-Star and the all-time leading scorer in Trailblazers history. His fifth album, Don Dalla, will be out later this summer. Damian Lillard, thank you so much for joining us on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. In just a minute, how to save the world while getting drunk. That's in our listener limerick challenge. Call one wait wait to join us in the air. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Mattress Firm. How do you sleep at night? No matter what might be keeping you up, Mattress Firm can help anyone sleep. Mattress Firm will find you the right mattress from a wide selection of top brands at every budget. Plus, if you see a lower price somewhere else, they will match it up to 120 nights with their low price guarantee. Get matched at Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale and sleep at night. Restrictions apply. See mattressfirm.com or a store for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor Planet Oat. While some podcast topics can be complex and pretty heady, Planet Oat oat milk is an uncomplicated no-brainer. It's rich, it's creamy, and an excellent source of calcium with vitamins A and D. Also, Planet Oat's unsweetened varieties have zero grams of sugar. It's great in coffee, cereal, smoothies, you name it. So next time you're at the grocery store, save the overthinking for the podcast and reach for the one that has it all, Planet Oat oat milk, or visit planetoat.com for more. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We are playing this week with Luke Burbank, Paula Poundstone, and Helen Hong. And here is your host at the Arlene Stitzer Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill. Just a minute. Bill buys a ticket for... Oppenheimer in our no. listener limerick challenge. If you'd like to play, give us a call at one triple eight. Wait, wait. That's one eight 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 nine two four eight nine two four. Right now, panel. Some more questions for you from the week's news. Helen, ABC has announced a new spinoff of The Bachelor, and it has a big twist in this new version. The Bachelor will be what? Old. Yes, that's right. The newest edition of The Bachelor, called Golden Bachelor. <laughs> will star this hunky 71-year-old silver fox with women vying for his affection who are all 65 or older. Yow! Barely legal to still drive on the road. <laughs> I, have you seen a picture of this guy? He is straight-up zaddy. Yes. Like I was like, where did they find him? What does he, that mean? He's a hot... <laughs> He's a hot, older gentleman. Yeah. I, I thought there was nothing that could make me want to watch that show less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
it's not even remotely interesting. Well, don't you me. think that older people deserve to find love? I think that older people deserve to find love. Absolutely. I think I don't deserve to have to watch it. <laughs> I, I don't want to watch the younger people finding love either. No, I just no, don't it, find it an interesting it, no, topic. The, this version is going to be really different because of the age of, of the mm-hmm. contestants. I mean, for example, in this version, the fantasy suites will really just be Werther's originals. Oh. <laughs> love those. <laughs> Luke, stop worrying about your handwriting. You will never have to sign anything ever again now that a judge in Canada has ruled that what counts as a binding agreement? Emojis. Yes, specifically the thumbs up emoji. No. Yes, this is big news. It comes right in the heels of the news that the eggplant emoji can make you pregnant. So this case involved two farmers. One had agreed to buy uh, uh, some crops from the other, and the, they agreed with a thumbs-up emoji, and then the guy tried to back out of the deal, but the judge said, no, you sent a thumbs-up <gasps> emoji. It's legally binding, leaving many legal scholars exploding head emoji. <laughs> wow. What? I'm... I live with a two-year-old who grabs my phone, and I'm going to be yeah. buying so many crops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something about emojis. <laughs> Luke, Z, 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 Z emoji. <laughs> I... I don't even know what that means. I could be strapped to a table with a radial arm saw coming up, you know, towards my, uh, uh, my crotch. Wait a minute, that's an emoji. <laughs> <laughs> like Batman. And, and, and the villain could say to me, uh, use an emoji. Or, or, you know, we're going to cut you in half. And I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it just on, on principle? I just hate emojis. Paula, I'm sending you a side eye right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, this, I think this is good. The law has got to catch up with modern methods of communication. For example, Justice Sotomayor's stirring dissent to hmm. the case striking down affirmative action was just a clip of Jim from the office turning to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, this week the Wall Street Journal addressed a specific problem in estate planning, how some people have to make sure that what will be taken care of for many decades after their own death. Is it like a, a pet, like a turtle? It's in fact exactly that, <gasps> a tortoise. Yes, oh, yeah. they're pet tortoises. Got a plan I for guessed, your tortoise. I guessed that. And you were correct. <laughs> I did not know person. that. I guessed it. Yeah. A lot of people provide for their pets and their will, but what do you do if your pet is going to live for 60 or 70 years after you die, other than be jealous of them? Can you take it to the beach at the end of the Shawshank Redemption <laughs> yeah. and just let it go into the water? Yeah, I, I mean... Uh, they're tortoises. They don't swim. <laughs> is that... I'm not even being sarcastic. Is that true? Yeah, tortoises are land animals. That's you learn the... something every day, Peter. Yeah. yeah, there you are. They just kick around your kitchen, and they move really By the slow. way, I just imagine, I need, like, uh, sorry. hey, Luke Burbank, what happened to that pet tortoise you had? Uh, I don't want to talk about yeah, it. I'm, uh, <laughs> I need to run to the Willamette River real quick. <laughs> <laughs> up it's lightning fill in the blank but first it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme if you'd like to play on air call or leave a message at one triple eight wait wait that's one eight 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 nine two four eight nine two four you can catch us most weeks back at the studebaker theater in chicago or come see us at the greek theater in los angeles on september 28th also check out the wait wait stand-up tour it's headed to saint paul minnesota on august 18th and kansas city on august 19th tickets and a full schedule of shows is at nprpresents.org Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi, Peter. This is Emily calling from Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon? What do you do there in the most beautiful place in the world? (laughs) I am an event designer at a literary speaking agency. A literary speaking agency in Bend, Oregon. That's cool. Is, Is that like design? Do you say, I'd like him to walk on stage wearing a gorgeous taffeta dress or something like that? Boy, would I love to have that control. Oh, that would be awesome. 
Well, Emily, uh, here's something you can control because we have invited you to play our limerick challenge. That means that Bill Curtis right now is going to read you three news-related limericks, but as I'm sure you know, he will not finish them. You have to provide the last word or phrase. Do that two times out of three, you will win our prize. Ready to go? In honor of the Women's World Cup, LFG. There you go. Here is your first limerick. When I run, these old knees just start squawking. I don't need to be tackling and blocking. The ball I will chase at a leisurely pace, because now I play soccer while... Walking? Walking, yes. yes. Walking soccer, which is very popular in Great Britain, is now coming here. It's basically soccer, but slower. It's played on a smaller field. It's much easier on your body. Basically, it is soccer's pickleball. Meanwhile, this will be an entire episode of The Golden Bachelor It really will be (laughs) Here is your next limerick Raise your glass, give our ale a big cheer Our new drink makes a clear atmosphere The hops from our garden make negative carbon The climate is saved by our Beer Beer, yes, a new beer that's been developed in England uh, is the first truly carbon-negative beer. It actually absorbs more carbon than it emits in its manufacture. So the more you drink, the more you save the world. Oh, thank God. This is the idea. It's made from what they call regenerative barley, which is a kind of barley that's grown in a process that actually stores carbon. Also, right. definitely the name of a bar here in Portland. Regenerative barley, yeah. <laughs> One, I would bet my life on it. Right. Wish they could do that with ringdings. Yeah. <laughs> What's really amazing... Regenerative amaz- ringdings? Yeah. Regenerative ringdings. Yeah. So all we needed to do, like, the president goes on the air and says, Americans, eat ringdings. You must. Man, yeah. I would be a hero. Yeah. <laughs> here is your last limerick. My investors have changed their flat view. My next pitch, they'll invest in that too. They have changed what they think when I showed them my ink. They said yes, because I flashed my... Tattoo? Tattoo, yes! yes! A new study shows that crowdfunding campaigns like those on Kickstarter will attract more backers and raise more money if the pitch shows somebody with a tattoo. Right? I guess if you're launching a new business, investors just want to know you're willing to put up with hours of excruciating pain for something you will eventually deeply regret. As a person with many regrettable tattoos, I'd like to officially announce my Kickstarter here for Regenerative Barley, yes. the bar I'm going to open here in, in Slabtown. Bill, how did Emily do on our quiz? Emily, you got a perfect score, and you live in Bend, Oregon. What else do you want? Emily, thank you so much for playing. Thank you so much. Take care. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capella University. Sometimes it takes a different approach to unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format is designed to help you learn relevant skills at your own pace, so you can earn your degree on your terms and apply what you learn right away. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. The day's top headlines, local stories from your community, your next podcast binge listen. You can have it all in one place, your pocket. Download the NPR app today. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Noom. Noom understands that not everyone is starting from the same place and takes that into account. With their first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, you can find a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Bluehost. Try Bluehost Cloud, the hosting plan made for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime, fast load times, and 24-7 support, your sites can handle high traffic spikes. Visit Bluehost.com. Now it is time for our final game, Lightning Fill-in-the-Blank. Each of our players will have 60 seconds in which to answer as many fill-in-the-blank questions as they can. Each correct answer is worth two points. Bill, can you give us the scores? Luke has two. Paula has two. Helen, wait for it, has four. Oh, my God. Oh! 
All right, well, Luke and Paula are tied for second, so I'm going to say, Luke, let's have you go first. Here we go. Fill in the blank. After halting their grain export deal, Russian missiles destroyed grain supplies in blank. Ukraine. Yes. On Thursday, China rejected a U.S.-led push for a joint committee to combat blank. Climate change. Right. On Wednesday, the Pentagon says it opened an inquiry into the soldier who was detained while crossing the border into blank. North Korea. Right. This week, a bank robber in California was foiled after he told the teller he was there to rob the bank, and she blanked. Said it's dame time. No. (laughs) She told him to please have a seat, and then made him wait until the cops came. On Tuesday, police in Las Vegas issued a search warrant seeking information in the 1996 murder of rapper Blank. Tupac Shakur. Yes, two years behind schedule, electric car giant Blank produced their first Cybertruck. Tesla. Yes, this week a study of monkeys in Puerto Rico have shown that male monkeys lead happier and healthier lives if they are Blank. Divorce. No. <laughs> if they are gay. Or... Or, I should say, more accurately, if they are bisexual, the scientists found that male monkeys who mate with other males have better social networks and eventually had more offspring when they did get around to mating with the females. It is an absolutely fascinating study, and you can read about it in the new children's book, By Curious George. Oh, come on. Bill, how did Luke do on our quiz? Luke's hot. Five right. Ten more points. Total to 12 and the lead. All right. All right, Paula. Your turn has come. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Fill in the blank. On Thursday, it was announced that a billion-dollar blank ticket was sold in California. Uh, Lottery. Yeah, Powerball. On Thursday, the Senate Judiciary Panel advanced an ethics bill for the blank. Uh, Supreme Court. Right. This week, a judge temporarily blocked Iowa's six-week blank ban. Abortion. Right. This week, a rapper told the New York Times, quote, the adversity that I've had to face is probably more than any other rapper in history, and that rapper was blank. Uh, Kanye West? No, Vanilla Ice. (laughs) On Thursday, Australia faced Ireland in the first game of the 2023 women's blank. Uh, Soccer. Uh, Yeah. Tournament. Uh, All right, I'm going to give it to her. It's the World Cup. On Wednesday, Wesleyan University announced it was ending so-called blank admissions. The, 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 legacy. Yes, legacy admissions. Great. This week, a cruise line apologized to passengers after one of their ships arrived at a port in the Faroe Islands just in time to see blank. Uh, (laughs) no idea. (laughs) Just in time to see the annual whale slaughter. This luxurious ambassador cruise ship set a cruise ship record for the most people throwing up, not from norovirus. And karaoke on the Lido deck. (laughs) Bill, how did Paula do on our quiz? We have a tie game going, Paula. Five right, ten more points, total to 12, tied with Big Luke. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Here we go. So how many, then, does Helen need to win? Well, four to tie, that means five to win. Luke, if you will distract Mm -hmm. Helen, I will cut her microphone. Way ahead of you. (laughs) Here we go, Helen. This is for the game. Fill in the blank. On Tuesday, Donald Trump said he is likely to be indicted in the federal investigation into blank. January 6th? Yes. On Monday, the centrist No Labels group said they would put forth a third-party candidate for blank. President? Yes, this week. A Florida woman who was arrested after throwing a burrito at a man's head defended herself by saying blank. Um, he, did, he didn't give her the guacamole. No, she defended herself by saying she was throwing it at a different man and missed. <laughs> on Monday, blank set the record for the most number one albums by a female singer. Taylor Swift. Who else? On Sunday, Carlos Alcaraz beat Novak Djokovic to win the men's single title at blank. Wimbledon. Yes. During her trip to China this week, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen surprised everyone when she ordered a dish made with blank at a local restaurant. Um, a a burrito that had been thrown at someone's head. No. (laughs) A dish that had been made with hallucinogenic mushrooms. Whoa. According to reports, Yellen ate these uh, psychedelic mushrooms while at a restaurant that served traditional Yunnan cuisine. The restaurant posted on Twitter that the Treasury Secretary, quote, loved the mushrooms very much, unquote, and that after eating them, she also said she loved everyone in the restaurant (laughs) and loved the feeling of the carpet beneath her bare feet, and if it's cool with everyone, she's actually just going to lie down for a little while. (laughs) Bill, did Helen do well enough to win? It's a rare night. She got four right, eight more points, total to 12, mean we have a three-way tie. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
That is a very Portland outcome. I know, because Portland, Portland is very into equity, right? You know. In just a minute, we're going to ask our panelists to predict after Barbenheimer what will be the next big blockbuster double feature. But first, let me tell you, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago in association with Urgent Haircut Productions, Doug Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Philip Gotika writes our limericks. Our public address announcer is Paul Friedman. Our tour manager is Shana Donald. B.J. Liederman composed our theme. Our program is produced by Jennifer Mills, Miles Dornboss, and Lillian King. Special thanks to Blythe Roberson and Monica Hickey. Our starting point guard is Peter Gwynn. Emma Choi is our vibe curator. Technical direction is from Lorna White. Her CFO is Colin Miller. Our production manager is Robert Newhouse. Our senior producer is Ian Chillog. And the executive producer of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is Mike Danforth. Now, panel, what will be the next big double feature? Helen Hong. Fast and Furious 27 will combine with Pitch Perfect 18, leading to the music video we've all been waiting for, Vin Diesel singing the Cup song. Luke Burbank. How's this for a day at the movies? Fugel Taylor. You start with a thrilling biopic about Myron Fugelsang, inventor of the Excel spreadsheet, followed up by a riveting documentary about Marjorie Taylor Greene, another blonde lady who lives in a completely made-up world. And Paula Poundstone. Uh, it'll be a double feature of Backstage at Fox News and... Slinky the movie. Well, if any of that shows up in the theaters, we're going to ask you about it on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Thank you, Bill Curtis. Thanks also to Luke Burbank, Helen Hong, and Paul Poundstone. Thanks to the staff and crew at the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall. Thanks to everybody at Oregon Public Broadcasting. Thanks to our fabulous audience here in Portland. And... Thanks to all of you for listening. I am Peter Sagan. We'll see you next week. This is NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. On NPR's Throughline. We cannot function for 24 hours without COBOL. Because it's in our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop. And as a consequence, the lives of the people living in that part of the Congo descended into just a catastrophe. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.